Welcome to the Hope for ACD podcast, the podcast for adults with divorced parents and those who love them. We're glad you're here as we discuss how adults with divorced parents can take steps towards better relationships with God, themselves, their spouses, and others. Now here is your host, therapist and author, Kent Darcy. Hi, this is Kent Darcy. Thank you for joining us at Hope for ACD, Hope for Adult Children of Divorce. This is our eighth podcast in a 10-part series where we are discussing the major issues that tend to impact adults with divorced parents. Today's program is the second in our two-part look at the struggles adult children of divorce often face with forgiveness. There are a lot of misconceptions about forgiveness, what it is, what it isn't, and we're going to address some of them in this program. As are all of the programs in this 10-part series, you'll be hearing me discuss forgiveness on a program called Champions Arise, which is a ministry of Transworld Radio. It's helpful to know that Champions Arise is a men's ministry, so what you are going to hear was recorded for a male audience. We are clearly talking to men in this program, but the principles you'll hear definitely apply to both men and women. Also, Champions Arise is produced for a Christian audience, so you will hear scripture and references to God. So let's look at forgiveness in the lives of adult children of divorce. I'll be back on the other side with some closing comments. This is not easy. It can be very difficult to admit you have unforgiveness against a parent. In most cases, we do love our parents. So we we block out, we deny or, or rationalize or bury the offenses and hurts. But as a result, we don't heal Our relationships don't reach their full potential, or they break up. Welcome to Champions Arise. I'm your host, Foster Brown. That was our guest, Kent Darcy, from our last program. Today, we conclude our look at the challenges adults with divorced parents face with forgiving people. Kent is the founder of Adult Children of Divorce Ministries. He ministers to adults from broken homes by providing resources that can help them achieve healthier relationships. His goal is to break the cycle of divorce that plagues people who come from divorced homes. Today, we'll discuss what forgiveness really means and clarify what forgiveness is not. It's a program that can help all of us, so please stay with us. Kent. Many of our listeners have parents who have split up, and I'm sure our last program on forgiveness opened a lot of eyes. How do you fight discouragement in this process of getting to forgiveness? It it seems like some of our listeners could be looking at a mountain of forgiveness and just wondering, how in the world do I deal with that? Mm -hmm. Well, as a child of divorce, I've been working through this process, and, and it's hard sometimes, but God's Word is the key, and, and I found the most encouraging scripture actually was in Matthew 18. You know, Peter comes up to Jesus and he asks him about forgiveness. Oh, this is the passage about 70 times seven? Right. Okay. Right. And yeah. basically Peter asks, how many times can a person sin against me and I still have to forgive him? You know, up to seven times. And Jesus responds with, no, up to 70 times seven. Mm. And I've heard a lot of teachings on this, but I agree with those who believe that we may have to forgive someone more than once. Mm -hmm. You know, when Peter asks, you know, up to seven times, the indication is that he's forgiving the same offense. So for adults who's dealing with divorced parents, that's life-giving. Wait a minute, what? Life-giving? Oh, yeah. Because 
a lot of times we're dealing with offenses that happen over and over again. Oh, you know, okay. the one parent still says bad things about the other, or, mm-hmm. or they still won't cooperate over you know the simplest things. All right, now here's a strange question, but right. um, are there times when we shouldn't forgive? What if they don't change? That never stops. Well, <laughs> yeah, and, and there's a lot of people listening and nodding their heads with that. Um, I believe the Bible teaches us to forgive uh, repeatedly, if necessary. But but I think if we look at what forgiveness is and what it isn't, we we can better answer that question okay. because I think there are certain misconceptions about forgiveness that that need to be identified. Such as, well, one of the big ones is that to forgive you must forget. You know, another way you'll hear this is if you still remember it, you haven't forgiven them. Mm. Well, let's look at the feasibility of this. Okay, now say Foster, um, you have a disagreement with someone at work, and they're really upset with you. And they leave work early that day, and, and when you pull up to your house after work, the house is on fire. You know, it's a total loss. And the fire department investigates, and they find out that it was your coworker <laughs> who burned your house down. Now, now, here's the question. He eventually repents, and he asks for your forgiveness. Could you forgive him? Uh... Yes, I could. Well, I'm, I'm confident that the host of Champions Arise will forgive. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. But, but would you ever forget what he uh-huh. did? I mean, even with lots of prayer. Not likely. Uh-uh. No. I, there would just be too many reminders, like the big hole in the ground. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's <laughs> or right. Or that lovely house we used to live uh-huh. in. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it isn't it, there anymore. Yeah, it would be very, very tough. I mean, as a Christian, you'd forgive him. But forgetting what he did would be nearly impossible. Right. I mean, right. you, you, like you said, there'd be the hole in the ground. Uh, you'd see a burning <laughs> house on the news or a fire truck would go by and you'd remember what he oh, did. Yeah. So yeah. you can forgive him, but forgetting is highly unlikely. So you don't have to forget to forgive. And another misconception about forgiveness is that if you forgive someone, you have to trust them. And that is absolutely not true. Now, that may be even unhealthy in some situations, right? Exactly. But but let's look at an example that might happen to the average adult child of divorce. Let's say that the last few times your father, your mom, and stepdad were in the same room, your father made a big scene. I mean, said things he shouldn't have said and, and acted in a way maybe he shouldn't have acted. Mm-hmm. Well, but after each occasion, he came to you, sincerely asked for your forgiveness, and promised he would never act that way again. Should you forgive him? According to the scriptures, I'd say yes. We just talked about forgetting 70 times, seven times, that's right? right? That's okay. right. But, but let's add another level to our example. You're going to receive an award at our special dinner, and your boss and his boss are going to attend the event, and your mom and stepdad will be there because she works for the same company, we'll say. You'd like to invite your dad, but should you? Oh, boy, that is a tough question. You know, and basically, you're saying, okay, I forgive dad, but uh, you know, should I trust him to behave? Yeah, yeah. And this is the type of dilemma adults with divorced parents face. Uh-huh. Now, in this example, we can forgive the dad, but we probably don't want him at the function. Mm-hmm. And we'll look at how to handle those types of situations in, in a last program in our series. But for now, the thing to remember is forgiveness is given, but trust is earned. Okay. Forgiveness is given. Mm-hmm. But trust is earned. Yes, that's okay. a crucial thing to understand when we're talking about forgiveness. And here's another thing. Forgiveness does not require reconciliation. And the, and the key mm. word here is require. Now, forgiveness is desirable, and reconciliation mm-hmm. is desirable. Mm-hmm. But Paul wrote in Romans 12, verse 18, if it is possible, as much as depends on you, ah. live peaceably with all men. Now, we want to live peaceably with all men, 
But Paul starts with, if it is possible. Mm-hmm. And as much as it depends on you, Teresa says, yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems <laughs> impossible, however, sometimes, because some people are really healthy to be around. Yeah. Yeah. They can be a bad influence on you and your family. It's destructive people. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can forgive them. But reconciliation may not be wise or even safe, you know, in some yeah, cases, like we've right. said. So reconciliation is desirable, but not required. And, and these misconceptions we've been talking about all kind of have the same tone. And, and the next one does, too. Forgiveness does not require going to the offender personally and confessing our forgiveness. I mean, that's a misconception. There are those who teach that this is mandatory for true forgiveness. And I disagree for many of the same reasons that reconciliation, I don't think, is mandated. Some people aren't ready to receive it, for example. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of denial of responsibility around divorces, and and some people won't even acknowledge that there's an offense. Are you saying not to confess our forgiveness personally to someone? No, no. I'm saying that it is not automatically required in all situations. The Bible says in Proverbs 11, verse 14, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety, okay? okay? Before you consider taking this step, I would pray and speak with Christian leadership or counselors that are familiar with the situation and heed their guidance. That's mm. the key. Okay. And, and one more misconception I'd like to mention, as a reminder really from our last program, is forgiveness is not denying that we've been hurt or pretending that the hurt was no big deal or, uh-huh. or justifying or explaining away why the person you know, or the people hurt us. In order to forgive, you must forgive an offense, or it's not forgiveness. I mean, shoving the hurt under the rug doesn't oh. make it go away. So now then we have an idea of what forgiveness isn't. Mm-hmm. So then how do we move toward forgiving those who have hurt us? Well, the first step is to fill your heart and mind with the Word of God. You know, Read as many scriptures as you can on forgiveness. This will enable you to to understand how God views forgiveness and what his desire is for us. And the next step is to pray that the Lord will give you the desire to want to forgive. Could you explain that? I mean, don't we want to forgive? No, no, not always. Christians are human beings. Okay. And sometimes the hurt is so deep or the pain has been there for so long that we we actually draw strength from it. We, hmm. we enjoy being a martyr, if you will. Uh, uh, we also may believe that we have control over someone when we don't forgive, and we like having control over something. <laughs> or we may think they don't deserve forgiveness because of how deeply they've hurt us. I see. How common a problem do you think that is? Well, I think a lot of people struggle with this. However, we must pray for the Lord to remove any bitterness, uh, desires for vengeance or scorekeeping in our hearts, you know. So, but the third thing that moves us toward forgiveness is to pray to understand the real hurts and losses that we've experienced. You know, we've explored a, a number of potential offenses in this series, and hopefully, our listeners are considering the possibility that there may be a connection to their parents' divorce with some of the stuff that's on their list. And the fourth step in forgiving is to pray to understand the other person's position. Hmm. You know, empathizing with our mom, dad, or step-parents is important to this process. You know, in my research and in situations I've seen, people experience deep pain when they go through a divorce. And a better understanding of this helps us to humanize them. However, we must be careful not to avoid rationalizing away any offenses from them. Items on the list are still offenses, but the compassion that comes from understanding the other person helps us to forgive the offense. And and the last step in moving toward forgiveness is to find someone who can help you in the process. It might be a spouse, 
a Christian leader, a counselor, you know, or a good Christian friend, they, they should be able to help you with the forgiveness process. Because that outside perspective can really be a big help when working through you know, these forgiveness issues. I think that is a powerful statement. Mm-hmm. That it makes a tremendous amount of sense. You've mentioned it before, mm-hmm. uh, that often having somebody else who can help me get perspective on uh-huh. this is really important because I've been burying it so long. Mm-hmm. I've been covering it so long. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm wondering, how do you know for certain that you've forgiven somebody? Can you really know? Well, I believe it's possible. I mean, there's certain behaviors that are commonly listed as indicators that we've forgiven. You know, one, you let go of the desire for vengeance or, or justice. Two, you stop keeping score. You know, in other words, you stop waiting for your day in court uh-huh. or, or recounting all the things that were done wrong. Uh, the third way you know you've forgiven someone is if you don't badmouth the person. You, know, you commit to not bashing them anymore. You know, I heard R.T. Kendall one time, the author of Total Forgiveness, he said that once something is forgiven, we should never bring it up again. Man, that's a high bar. Yeah, but but also so is the bar Jesus set for us. You know, the good news is God sent his Holy Spirit to give us the power to forgive. You know, and, and the fourth way we know we've forgiven is if we have the freedom, the wonderful freedom to wish the offending person well. Uh, uh, for example, we can pray that our dad and stepmom will have a happy marriage. Sounds easy, but it's not, is it? No, it's not. You know, with divorce, one of the many problems is divisiveness. There's unforgiveness between parent and child, between siblings, or between kids and step-parents. But as Christians, we must stand on the truth that even with the pain of divorce, there's a bigger picture, God's picture. You know, therapist Jay Adams says that forgiveness is not a feeling, but a promise or a commitment. You know, the bottom line is when we submit to God and forgive, we are healed and God is glorified. We're back in our Hope for ACD studio. The program you just heard was recorded for the Champions Arise Ministry of Transworld Radio. I want to relook at one of the points we touched on in this program, and that is the difference between forgiveness and trust. When I speak with people, the fact that forgiveness and trust are two different things that do not automatically go together surprises them. It probably surprised some of you. Again, If you have an acquaintance who comes into your house and you find out that they've stolen money from you, they can repent and you can forgive them. But if you allow them into your house again, it wouldn't be wise to leave your purse out on a table, for example. Jesus said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. People can try to change, but when it comes to trust, actions speak louder than words. Trust is earned. And that's actually a topic we'll look at in the future. Now, we just skim the surface of forgiveness. When I do a full-day workshop, an entire segment is dedicated to discussing forgiveness. In my book, Choose a Better Path, Overcoming the Impact of Your Parents' Divorce, there's a whole chapter on forgiveness. So there's a lot more to look at in this topic. If forgiveness or unforgiveness is a struggle for you, first, you're not alone. But I encourage you to get more information by checking out the resource tab on our website, hopeforacd.com. There's some real good tools on forgiveness there. Also, if you have any questions or comments on forgiveness, please email us at questions at hopeforacd.com. And please share this podcast with others. Unforgiveness, or what I'd call cheap forgiveness, which is saying we forgive but not addressing the impact of the offense on us, dots the landscape of divorce. So I encourage you to look into its impact on you. Our next program will look at boundaries and divorced parents. I hope you'll join us for that. But until next time, let us heed the words of the Apostle Paul. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. This is Kent Darcy. Thanks for listening. 
I look forward to being with you again. This has been the Hope for ACD podcast, which is produced by Adult Children of Divorce Ministries. We'd love to hear from you. Please email any questions or comments to questions at hope4acd.com. That's questions at hope, the number four, acd.com. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, may God bless you with his peace and joy.